morning, it's December 27th. This is Two My Liberal Friends. Before I start, yesterday we went and saw a movie, The Boys in the Boat, and I would recommend the movie to anyone. It's uplifting, it's a true story, and it's a great movie. Well, to today's topic. The First Amendment to the Constitution states, and I quote, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances, end quote. Well, the first settlers here in the United States came from England and they came to escape religious persecution. They were followed by other groups seeking the same thing, the ability to worship as they saw fit and not to have to subscribe to a state dictated religion. You had Puritans, Quakers, and other Protestants. They were followed by Catholics who settled in Maryland, the Huguenots, and later the Jews. They all flocked to this new nation for the freedoms that they were able to enjoy. The importance of religious freedom is not a new one. Indeed, after conquering Babylon, one of the first acts of the Persian king Cyrus the Great undertook was decreeing that all people had a right to choose their own religion. This decree was preserved on the clay Cyrus Cylinder, which many view as the first world's first human rights charter, alongside other vital decrees such as the freeing of slaves and establishing of racial equality. Cyrus knew the great worth of religious freedom all the way back in 539 BC. It seems we're still trying to grasp its significance here in 2023. Religious freedom is more than the freedom to worship at a synagogue, church, or mosque. It means people shouldn't have to go up against their core values and beliefs in order to conform to culture or government. Religious freedom protects people's right to live, speak, and act according to their beliefs peacefully and publicly. It protects their ability to be themselves at work, in class, and at social activities. Now, that being said, it does not grant religious people special rights, but religious freedom prevents the cultural majority from using the power of the state to impose their beliefs on others. This protects everyone, religious and non-religious alike, from the government becoming so powerful they can tell people what to think and how to act. Conscience has been considered the individual's most sacred right. A government that intrudes on conscience will not hesitate to intrude, intrude on our other freedoms. When you think about it, that's the very reason these early settlers came to the new nation, to escape the tyranny of a majority or even a vocal minority. Today, we're seeing the attack in a more focused manner. Anti-Semitism has broken out across the country, particularly on college campuses, as a form of showing support for Palestinians. Now, much of this anti-Semitism has been latent, but Israel's response to the terrorist attack on, on its people on October 6th has given the movement some form of legitimacy, which is both wrong and should not exist. But it seems that the freedom to worship however you want is under attack. The latest wave of anti-Semitism seems to have emboldened other, embolden others who want to attack religious institutions and beliefs. Liberals, particularly those that identify as progressives, attack religious believers, particularly those adhering to Christian beliefs. They demand that any religion change their dogma to accommodate those who want it changed to accept their version of the faith. The number of violent attacks on churches and church gatherings witnessed in recent months is unsettling. Protesters and rioters across the country have decapitated statues of Jesus, desecrated the image of the Virgin Mary, and vandalized mo monuments to a Jesuit priest. Churches in Washington, D.C. and California have been set ablaze as symbols of oppression. Now, as I watch these marchers and protesters chanting slogans that call for the destruction of Israel and Palestine from the river to the sea, I'm amazed at how many of them think it's acceptable behavior. And when many of them are questioned about the slogan, they don't have a real understanding of what it means. They're just caught up in this fervor which says that Israel is a nation of 
white privileged people who are oppressing and brown-skinned people. What I would like for many of them to do is to go live under the laws of a Muslim nation, particularly the women marching and chanting. Get a better understanding of the rules they would have to follow, the freedoms they would have to give up, and then see if they're willing to march and chant the same way. <clears throat> but this attack on religion is not new. I'm old enough to remember when John F. Kennedy became the first Catholic president. <clears throat> it was unheard of at that time. But in recent years, we've seen renewed attacks on Catholics who are pro-life. An FBI memo that targeted Catholics was recently disclosed, and the FBI director dismissed it as a one-off memo from a regional office. Well, that story began last February when a whistleblower leaked a heavily redacted January report from the FBI's Richmond office. Quote, interest of racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists in radical traditionalist Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. End quote. Well, disclosed documents show the similar investigation of Catholics were happening in the Portland, Oregon office and the Los Angeles office. In fact, they were coordinating with the Richmond, Virginia office where the original memo was created. Well, under the Biden administration, they pushed a very secular agenda, all while Joe Biden brags about his Catholic faith. That would target anyone that does not adhere to the orthodoxy of that agenda. And one final thing today on the economy. Biden's angry and ripping the media for not reporting how great his Bidenomics is working. He says he's brought inflation down and gas prices have fallen. But he is just another example of an old man not understanding his audience. <clears throat> inflation drove prices high, and even though inflation has come down, prices in the grocery store keep going up. If inflation was 9% and only 3% this year, that means the people see increased prices for the basics they need to feed their family. The price of gas and utilities are higher. But Joe does just not get it. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.